Hey, everybody. Hey. Welcome back for the final time to This Is Gonna Hurt, a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drowning in dice. I was hoping for more enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm to Let's I blow know. out that guy's ears. I know. <laughs> it's yeah, been yeah. a long time. Do we want to do that again? Everybody. Wait, let, let's, let's try it one more time. Oh, one more time. Okay. One more time. Okay. One more time. Let's, do let's do it. Let's do it. Let's All do it. Right. We're amped. This let's has go. baby Yoda tattoos. I'm amped. Hey everybody, welcome back to This Is Gonna Hurt, a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast! We We began a journey uh, uh, more than a few years ago to make a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Some would say we succeeded. (laughs) (laughs) We did it! We we did it! Technically. So anyway, we'll get all nostalgic and stuff after we record this final epilogue. And we'll sit around and we'll talk and we'll reminisce and all that stuff. But we have one final adventure for today. My name is Owen. I have been uh, the dungeon master of this campaign. And joining me one last time at the table, we have... You have Alex. One more time. Yeah. (laughs) You have a short-haired Craig. At the end of glory. I guess we're doing songs. Do I, do I have to sing? <laughs> no. no. I'm, not, I'm not doing that. There you are. Uh, I'm Steven. I've played Brimley and Perfidulo for a little bit there. And also edited so many hours of this show. So, yeah. Well, nostalgia. We'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Jeremy. I'm getting canceled. Because you said something like on Twitter that you shouldn't have said. No, just because we're we're done. Oh, I see. Because they because they they they're pulling the funding. Yeah, yeah. I see. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we're all getting canceled. Yeah, ultimately. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Pod, Podbean wrote us a cease and desist letter. Right. So you guys gotta stop. Please stop making place. Dungeons and Dragons content. Right. Um, Listeners, you can't see this right now, but Jeremy just looks whole snack right so now. So fine. This this is gonna go into the nostalgia area, uh, but we all uh, we all look pretty damn handsome right now. And when we started, we were just boys. <laughs> and, and now we're men. <laughs> now we're, now we're all handsome and now men. Now we're handsome men. Wow. Um, Even we, though we were all like 23. That's what, that's what the podcast should have been about. It's just our, <laughs> it's our becoming of handsome men. Boy, all thanks to Dungeon and Dragons. Boy, from boys to men and D&D. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. SpongeBob helped me age. Hey, Steve in the editing room. Can you play? That theme song, just one more time. No. <laughs> Poor enough for Daft Punk, though. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm sad. No. No, for real, we no. I'm not we, don't have to, we don't have to nostalgia their, their careers. They had good careers. <laughs> <laughs> this is all we have. <laughs> As we, as we take an aerial view of the peninsula that is Etrune, the, the country on the continent of Florup, <laughs> that this yeah. campaign has taken place yes. in, on, at, we zoom in towards a mountain range. We zoom beneath that mountain. We see a temple. We zoom to the bottom floor of the temple. We go through a portal finding ourselves in the elemental plane of Earth. 
the sound of stone hitting stone, stone hitting stone, earth crumbling, breaking into cobbles and pebbles, we find Korath amidst a battlefield of 20, 30, 40 earth elementals. And one by one, just slamming his hammer into them, crumbling them to dust. And they're just encroaching on you, getting closer and closer. And you hear a voice from behind you that says, that'll be enough for now. And turning around, we see the human-ish form of Trevor, this earthen being with these dreadlocks and, and wearing um, you know, minerals and metals of the earth's splendor around him. And we see Korath finishing up a day's uh, worth of training here in the elemental plane. Been improving quite well. Yeah, I mean, as long as you keep them coming, I'll keep smashing them. Good, good. Um, well, um, something has come for you. And you see that he sort of gestures as this really kind of like tiny little elemental, this kind of like small boulder with just like the tiniest little arms and legs just kind of waddles like a toddler towards you and holds out a note. And I lean down and I grab the note. I say, thanks, Craggle. <laughs> craggle, Craggle. <laughs> I love that guy. Copyright? <laughs> craggle. Wait. I think we're good. Okay. Craggle. <laughs> and Craggle waddles away. Um, and What's you, Craggle? I'm thinking Fraggle. Fraggle Rock? Fraggle. Oh, I think Jeremy was referring to Pokemon. He's just saying his name. No, no, no. He's just saying his name. Oh, it could have um, been at this repeating point. Repeating of names is copyright? <laughs> you, you open That's up... Uh, you open up the... The little, the little parchment, the little pamphlet, and it is a not a summons. It's not the right word, but a but an invitation. Um, and you hear that things are uh, distraught in at the organization of balance, the school and religious organization that Brimley and Junta had had started together, and sort of just summoning you to come home. Uh, it's actually not addressed to you. It's just addressed to heroes needed. Okay. We zoom out. We zoom in on the North Pole. And sitting over a list, checking it <laughs> twice, is a turtle in a red robe with white fixins, a red hat with a white uh, pom-pom at the end, sitting off to the side, um, going over his... His work. You're in an office, kind of all alone. And similarly, there's the there's a knock on the door. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Ah, uh, new Santa. Uh, you you could just call me Santa. Oh, uh, sorry, right. Uh, Santa. Yes, come in. Okay, he comes in. There's a a small elf. Um, ah, uh, so new Santa. I uh, mean Santa. Um, there's um there's a there was something for you. Yeah. New Mrs. Claus. So that's me. New Mrs. Claus? <laughs> Junta. <laughs> I take it from his hand. Um, okay. Um, <clears throat> cool. 
She also, she also just made some little passive comments. She hasn't seen you in a while. Just, uh, you, just throwing it out there. Uh, qu- question. All right, what's up? Why, why is my voice like this? Is this just every Santa? No, I think... Um, wait, is it not normal like that? No, my voice has never sounded like this. Oh, <laughs> that's weird. That's kind of what the other Santa looked like. Wow. That's crazy. And I just like put my hands around my throat, like trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Like it's been slowly changing over time. Yeah. I don't know why. So, and as you reach for, you know, you're putting your hands towards your throat. You, of course, you feel this fluffy white beard. You know, there's a beard there now. Of oh course, you're Santa. This fluffy white beard that you've grown sort of accustomed to over, over, you know, the past, uh, you know, 10, 12 years. Didn't know how long it was. Going. Um, yeah, well, um, okay. Um, and I didn't snooze dinner in a while. I know we've missed the past couple of nights, so just you know, oh, oh. just throwing it out there. I mean, I've been married for seven hundred years, so just a little bit of advice. You know, spend some time with your wife. Okay, bye, new Santa. I'm Santa, and he leaves. And I just I'm having like an existential breakdown of what's going on. Like the couple days, like I've been looking over this list. I'm just kind of like head spinning, you know. You open up the note. It is a it is a similar summons. Just says heroes needed. Um, I rub my beard through the uh, the organization of balance. Stroke that beard. Yep. Toast them buns. Cross no, that no, backside. Don't do Cross that, that yeah. backside. Yeah, I think we said we said both. Like it got there. Toast I think so. Buns, yeah. Cross the backside. <clears throat> we zoom out. Is Junta just going to become a fleshy man in a turtle shell? Please no. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> I'm so glad we don't get fan art because that would be horrifying. Isn't that the question? <laughs> but I'm just thinking like, oh no. We uh, we zoom back in. A man turtle, immortal. We zoom immortal. back in to uh, back to a trune, traveling several miles here uh, to the basement of the bar of the barking bard where a newly constructed slash renovated basement might I add where uh, Windar taking some time to escape from the uh, you know demands of, of fatherhood and twice three times four times around husbandhood um, needing a bit of time to himself is in a basement putting on a private show for some people in Strommel's, uh, his violin, uh, excuse me, his viol, uh, firmly planted on his neck, bow in hand, a, uh, slightly older, but you know, he's a half elf, so he's not quite as old looking, uh, Keck on his kind of extra large lute with six strings. And they're putting on this sort of like private folk rock show for the people of uh, Stromals. And it sort of dies down. Everybody cheers and Keck tells the crowd that, you know, you're going to, you're going to take a, a breather. And uh, one of the bartenders uh, says, Oh, Hey, uh, I wasn't going to bother you, but uh, someone, someone came and left this and he kind of slides you a pamphlet, a, a, a note across the, the bar as you come over to get your, your mid show beverage. Oh, no. You even reinvented the way they say the word. So cool. <laughs> That's how they do it in a turn. Beverage. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. We're finding that out now. Mm. All these years later. Yeah, you've been saying it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A little, little re- light reading. 
You open it up, it's a summons. You realize, looking back on this, that you you actually haven't been uh, at the organization. I mean, you're close by. You know, you had, you'd been like a professor mm. uh, for a little while. And uh, there was sort of a moment where everyone just kind of felt like they were kind of going and going to go do some things. And again, the sort of stress of being a professor and fatherhood and all that stuff. And you sort of were like, oh, you know, I'll take like a semester off. I'll take a, a little sabbatical. And you're realizing now that it's been almost two years, actually, since you, like you go there. Right. You know, and you'll check in and your family kind of lives there for the most part. But you've realized you've been actually branching out more and more and spending more and more time around the area, the, the area, but not actually in the actual organization of balance. And uh, you read this note. I send to Brimley. Okay. What's wrong? Are you okay? So you send this, you send this message out and there's no response. <laughs> um, Keck, hold down the fort. I need to go. What? And as you walk out the door, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys, you're leaving here. All right, guys. So it's, uh, this is from my solo album, and you know you hear some strumming start to uh, to occur, and you you start you know beelining the couple of miles that it is and back to the organization of balance. How far is it from Bar the Barking? A couple miles. How it's like ten? Uh, it's more than that. It's like ten, fifteen miles. I use, uh, out from Strummels. I strum my um my enchanted viol uh, viol and start flying. Cool. So you just. And you're, here you are flying through the air as you kind of begin to approach kind of the outer metal wrought fence surrounding the campus. You see kind of converging from several different directions, like from something from a movie, you see uh, Korath. Uh, Korath, could you describe just for our, maybe our new listeners? <laughs> what? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 about like two feet tall. Um, uh, no, um, Korath uh, would look somewhat similar to his last appearance, except his beard would be longer. But he would also, um, he's also just wearing, um, he's wearing just kind of like very minimal robes, mm. as in like the robes only go up. It's like a crop top. Oh no, no. It's um yeah, like Corette's kind of been like last how long has it been at this point? It was 15. I think it was fifteen years. Fifteen years. Uh yeah, Corette's kind of just been he he's been living in the wildlands from time to time and also um in the elemental plane of Earth. Um just training and also kind of to sequester himself a bit. Cause he's a little afraid of what he might do from time to time. If he's just like roaming. Um, but um, yeah, so he's, he's just kind of like dressed quite like pious, like monk monk, like mm, almost. So you see, you see Korath kind of walking up from one direction uh, to another direction. Oh. You see this sort of like whirlwind. And there's this kind of like white blue glow, and you see these like comically cartoonish snowflakes kind of appear in it, and then just appearing in the center of it is Junta. Junta, what are you wearing slash look like? So uh, I, I would hope that I'm not fleshy. Like <laughs> you're not. You are not fleshy. So, so you're a you're a turtle with a beard. I appreciate it. So we're uh, we're still a turtle with the the big old shell. 
Um, we've had to kind of personalize my clothing a little bit because, uh, no, I can't just take off my shell like Franklin the Turtle. It's it's a part of me. So hey, uh, it's fake. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So the the clothes have been a little tailored, but so instead, it's just like my body is clothed, not my shell necessarily. I'm wearing the red and white robes, the black boots, the black belt with the gold buckle. You know, classic attire of a. Of a one, Santa. One named Santa. Santa Claus. So is there like a cutout in your robe for your shell just to like protrude from? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those like shirts that like is like the front and then there's just like <laughs> yeah. strappies to go around like the back. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it's like okay. the front part of a shirt that's held in place by like the strap of a bra basically, but so, clothier. And- so anyways, uh, and then the red hats top it off with the white trim. Uh, big white beard, which again is strange for a turtle since facial hair is not a thing. They're not like tentacles or anything. It's no, like it's it, like hair. Is it like long and wispy, or is it like big and bushy? Big and bushy. Big and bushy. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. You look look at us. Yeah. Two look, people we've that grown so much. Two people that genetic genetically and naturally impossible to have beards. And we found a way, and we found a way, and we Windar way. sporting your beard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, Windar kind of landing at this kind of just meeting of as the two of them kind of approach the gate from these other directions. It's, it's like vaguely, it's like the sun is just rising. They were kind of doing this like night, late morning performance. And as you're flying here, the sun is just kind of cusping over the horizon. Uh, what about Windar? What do we say? Um, so he wasn't really thinking of getting, involved in a conflict so he was just mainly in casual clothes but um i guess like <clears throat> hipsterish <laughs> clothing back then like leggings boots but he also has his uh, spider bracelet so he at least spidered up mm. so he's that he's got that armor on him right now at the very least nice no mask because um not yet <laughs> so you all y'all meet at the gate there you are. I guess you all got the same note. Oh, yeah. <coughs> <coughs> oh, yeah, I got the message. Oh, that's weird. Junta, you have a beard. You got a voice. Like me. Yeah. yeah. Um, magic does weird things. Wait, magic? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gorath discovers that there's Gorath. magic in the world. <laughs> you know we, that's you know that spell you got got your nose. Yeah. It, magic. Yeah, I'm Santa now. Right. But I mean, that's a title. No, but he can. But it's also magical. He can do got your nose mm-hmm. to four Wait. noses at the same time. I didn't know such a okay. power was possible. <laughs> we. we I got a note. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they spelled my name wrong. They just said heroes. I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming you guys got ones that they... How long has it been? <laughs> 15 years? Nothing it's, has changed? It's been a couple of years since you've seen them. So a lot of time has passed, but it was it was probably around two years ago that you like maybe last visited and like you two kind of really started to go off in your own directions and, and kind of do your own thing. But you, the, most of the past years you had spent together and you would visit when you could Junta. Yeah. Um, but it has been like two years since you really 
saw them. Occasionally, you'd hear from Windar because he can he can you know send messages to your head. You can also do the same. Um, yeah. where, where are they on my list? You're Santa. Oh, I get to decide. You tell me. All right, cool. So wait, are you saying that it's not like oh, a no. pre-generated list that Santa just checks? But like he gets I to decide. Create Does he create the list? He's making, He's a, making list. a list. Oh, you're right. And checking it twice. You're right. You're right. There's He's precedent. He, I should have asked he this. sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. So does okay. Wait, 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 wait. Do, does does the magical title of Santa allow you to to at will scry? Hmm. Yeah, I think when so. you're when you're at the Santa scrying station. Yes. Okay. It turns out that a lot of the powers bequeathed under you to become the Santa Claus uh, are actually just location based, powerful items. artifacts that are possessed at the North Pole. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The title yes. the 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 title has some power, but like like in the uh, cin- the the cinematic classic, the Santa Claus, the, <laughs> the a lot of a lot of the power is is. Within the suit, yeah, yeah, and I, then the rest of the the real the real power is back at the pole. Yeah, yeah. most it's really mostly like right. So like the suit that he's wearing right now isn't like the Santa suit. It's like a Santa suit. It's like because Iron Man because armor. there's yeah. multiple different ones. You need you need to give the sleigh and the suit like 364 days before it has the juice right to do go to deliver do, yeah. toys to not only all the boys and girls of this reality of earth, but apparently all the realities of the multiverse. Right. So it's a pretty busy job. That yeah. takes a lot, a lot of energy. Magic. So it has infinite charges for a single day and then it yep. needs a year to Ex- recharge. Exactly. Exactly. Ooh. Um, and actually if you were to look at, if you were to look at the, the power, uh, the little, like the lines that, that measure the power of all the realms, you'll see that a lot of other magical creatures and characters will lose just the tiniest bit of magic uh, on, on Christmas Eve in order to kind of, um, donate power to Santa Claus. If you watch like the Fairly Odd Parents, you would know that. So, yes, Korath, of course. so Korath wasn't hung over that day. You were just yeah. stealing some of his power. You jerk. <laughs> you jerk. So you find yourselves at the gate and, uh, and it creaks inward. It cre- no, it wouldn't creak inward. It creak outward. It, cre- it opens outward. <laughs> so, oh, I'm sorry. All right, so all right, guys, it's, what? A, it's, a, it's a well-lubed gate. So it yes, just, it, it just opens out with no creaks, no squeaks. <sighs> no creaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in fact it opens with a mm. <laughs> so um i i can't reach out like you can um what did what's what's brimley calling about i didn't hear anything yeah but you can talk to him like i know i you guys have talked yeah not behind my back about me but you have literally like talked to each other with me there and i can't hear it don't know how yeah but, but done it. yeah but he didn't, magic he didn't call back he didn't call back he loves to talk. It's mostly, it's, it's like 90% of what he does. I have to be honest. I'm a little concerned. Uh, Brimley's been like extra naughty recently. That's true. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And uh, I, I don't know. I wanted to reach out, but then I got this note. I was making my list, checking it twice. Uh, it's been really busy for me. Um, a lot of stress. Do you know what we're doing? Windar, you don't want me to say what you've been doing. I kind of do. And Korath, I don't. You've been doing basically nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty well, neutral, if you ask me. I mean, I would put you on my good list, but that's just because. Thank you. Relative to other people, you're. Yeah, I mean, I. I decided to hang out in the elemental plane of Earth for a while oh, because. I, know. Uh, I 
I don't want to accidentally like kill a city. I, yeah, I was I was kind of thinking: are is killing Earth elementals a bad thing? Do they really die? I well, ca- you know, it's kind of like from what from what Trevor's told me, he's kind of just like reanimating them over and over again. So it's like they're kind of just like like husks. So. Yeah. What I kind of that. like living hell are these earth elementals going? I, I don't know, Steve. Ask Bonzi. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I see. I wow. see that. And I kind of, I kind of <laughs> pull out my list and go to Korath, and I just kind of like, like move them up like two points. Nice. I go, like, okay. I, okay. On your phone? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a magical yeah. list, man. It's, it's a magic it's, it's, it's called just, a tablet. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's, a par- it's a parchment list, and you literally can drag, drag it out. It's an infinite scroll. Um, the, like I said, it's about, it's about the, the sun is, I mean, the sun rises actually pretty quickly. So now the sun is, is fully over the horizon and is rising up and uh, the door opens and coming out to greet you, Steve, Hi. could you please describe your character? Yeah. Uh, so as you guys know, I play a, uh, seven foot tall, uh, character, um, basically completely encased in like a thick metal armor. I have a sword in one hand that's kind of like draped across my shoulder, like cloud style. I feel like he used to do that in like Final Fantasy. I don't yeah, know. Classic. Yeah, classic. Sure. Um, uh, it would be a sword. It would probably take two hands and like the, the hands of a normal adventurer, but just one-handed, completely encased the armor so you can't see any, any skin or anything. And then from his helmet, uh, he's got like a light green glow kind of coming from the eye slits in, yeah. his, in his helmet. Just um, like in session one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. And then on his, where like a mouth opening would be, there isn't one. But it's like uh, somebody drew like a smiley face on the armor, probably like a, a kid or something. Yeah. So that's, you know, for five years now. And uh, walking out yeah. towards you, uh, you all recognize uh, Sentima, Brimley's um, assistant of sorts. His yeah. like uh, bodyguard implies that, you know, Brimley could be hurt in a way that would do fatal damage to him. But uh, <clears throat> he's his servant and. I was going to say only real friend, but that would be mean. Um, That's and, and And bodyguard, I guess, of sorts. And Sentima, uh, you know, clank, 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 walks out towards you. Hey, where's, hey, where's the, uh, where's the boss? Sentima would just kind of uh, nod his head back, like over his shoulder, I guess, uh, to kind of guide you guys back into uh, like the main study area. And from this motion, you understand he's trying to like summon you into the and we know Sentima can't talk? Correct. Yeah. Got it. Or hasn't. Yeah. Or hasn't. Yeah. You've never heard him talk. Does he, do we know that he uses any sort of like, aside from the gesturing, does he use any sort of body language or like, have we been able to communicate with him in like a way? Like sign language or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. No, no, no it's just been so kind of gesture based. Would I understand that Sentima is a construct? Or a magical constructs, construct? Constructs, am I right? Constructs, am I right? There it is. <laughs> uh, roll an arcana check. I mean, I've, I've five years, so I mean, I, I, would, I don't know if that would have still been in the, the period of time that Brimley and I were trying to do research. I don't know uh, how no, long that would have lasted. It's been a 15-year break, so I, that was probably for like a couple of years after our initial thing. Okay. Um, but then that guy showed up from, I remember. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh. It's a one. Nice. Yeah, I rolled a two. You are pretty confident <laughs> That Sentima is both mute and also incredibly ugly, which is why <laughs> he never takes the armor off because he's so ashamed of his physical appearance 
that he doesn't want anybody to see just how ugly he is. So, I mean, before I, before I walk past him, I'm just going to like, like I, as I walk past, I put my hand on his shoulder and I'm just like, you're so brave. I, <laughs> I just, you know what? You take your time. And one day you're going to find someone that's going to want to see what's underneath there. He, he kind of puts his head down and just shakes his head and then keeps walking, but it's like a slow shake. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, then before I, before once it's just like, fair enough. <laughs> one day you will find love. What is going on? <laughs> um, and so you follow Sentima into the organization of balance and uh, you end up in the, the foyer and you hear uh, a voice from kind of upstairs coming around the, the bends of the corridors. Um, it's Stumra's voice. And you hear her going, Sanjima said, is it them? Have they, have, have they, ret- they've returned? And you see an older Stumra still looks, still looking good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's that Arganasi. Uh, they boy. age slower. Yeah. So yeah. she kind of flies down the stairs figuratively. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, and she, she, she puts her hands on her chest. She closes her eyes. And you can see her just breathing and just there's this big smile on her face um, at seeing all of you. And she opens her eyes and she, she makes eye contact with you and Dar and she looks at Jinta and she looks at Cora and she goes, good boy, Sprimbly. Uh, Sentima just said he was this way. N- no, no, you, you went, he left with you all on an adventure two years ago and, and. And I and I'm and I've been I've been I've been worried sick. Um, Where's Brimley? No, he did not. I'm <gasps> I'm Santa. You're not gonna cover for your bro like that? Where did he say he went? He he told me that that the four of you were were going out to look for something, and that he might not be back for a while, and that and that if if I didn't hear from him, it was gonna be okay. Where's it, Where's Brimley? Uh, hi, hi, Stumra. Uh, can we just have one moment. And you see this panic is in her eyes and like a tear is, is, is rolling down her cheek. I, and I, I kind of like bring these two together and I say, Where, what, did he tell you guys anything? No, you're the one who can watch us when we're sleeping. I sent him as soon as I got the note and I didn't get anything back. And you look over, you thought it was kind of a column, but it's just Sentima who's like standing right next to you. Because like in your head, you're like, oh, let's go like have this conversation by this pillar. And it's just like, it's like, it's like suit of armor. And he's like, notice he's just there. Just looking the down at you. I, I go, don't worry, Sentima. he's safe. He, he, steel trap, this guy. And I just, I just look at him. I don't know. I just even for any, any sort of response, like not a talk or anything, I don't care, but it's like, um, Sentima, did do you know where he went? Yes. You you do know where he went, like the la- the next place he was going. Right. Uh, it's sort of up to you to figure out how to communicate that if you if you can. I don't know but, that. But I Sentima can. does. Know, Brimley did tell him. Yeah. Where he was give going. Me, give me one second. I can. When our points to Sentima and goes. I don't know if I ever talked to you this way. And he uses message. Can uh, you hear me? 
for sure. You can hear Windar's voice in your head, but yeah. you can't. You can't, you can't communicate back. Mm. Constructs, am I right? Okay. Well, he thinks about that. I guess. Um. I I can't. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna lie. Stimra, I have no idea what he's talking. What she's talking about. She's sitting on a bench right now. By the way, her hands in her face, just crying. Um, after after a moment, and you almost hear like gears turning. You don't, but it, it's you, it kind of seems like that. And um, Sentiba just kind of turns around, and there's a big map of Atrune on the wall, as there always is. Um, and he kind of walks up to it, and like it's like just kind of looking around on the map. Um, and he points to a couple of different spots, I think, from our experience. Am I correct? Like, is that where... Like, it's always been in a different location. Mm. Or has it been in one spot? You would point to probably just Strummel's. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, that's what Sentima would know. Yeah, cool. That's what he does. Okay. So, Strummel's. What could he be doing there? I think the last movement he would he would kind of do is uh, kind of put his hand up like he's like measuring each of your heights, and then go low like it's like Brimley's height, then go over a little bit, and it's still about the same height. I think. I think. Did he go swimming? Uh, it's very possible he went swimming, but that's not really <laughs> what we're trying to figure out here. Um, guys, I think he went to go look for someone. Wait. Wait. Where's Greno? Greno. You say that out loud? Yes. Um, uh, Stumra says, he's, he's away on, on business for the school. Or I would have... I was gonna send him to to just try to find you guys just to just to just to fill in details, but but he's been away. Um, also, probably I don't know, three weeks, four, five weeks. I, I lose track. No, it's okay. Uh, Window puts his hand on Stuma's shoulder and not you. I don't know what like a calming check would be, just like to help, just to help her. Um, calm down just, a little bit. Like, Lack of a better phrase. But. I'm not going to say it's persuasion because you're not really using your words. It could just be like wisdom or charisma. Just like whatever, either one. All right. Um, I guess charisma because he's trying to like. Yeah, you're just her. trying to it's just kind of and, present confidence and, and, and just. And I'm also going to throw a bardic inspiration in there just to help her out. Um, wow. Um, that 1d12? Yeah. Stumra, we don't know at the moment where Brimley is. Greno came to mind. Just I'm trying to put the piece together of what what's I keep thinking Saitama, but Sentima. Sentima. I'm trying to put we're trying to put the piece together of what Sentima is trying to communicate to us. But we have a direct line to you. If we figure this out on the move, we'll let you know. I mean, right now we're just figuring it out here. But breathe. We're here for you. And everything's going to be okay. Um, while you're rolling that, at this point, Sentimo actually walks away for a minute. Uh, Nineteen. Um, you see her like, like one long, 
and just... She wiped some tears from her face. I would never tell you to calm down. She's still like a thousand yards there. She's still looking off in the distance, but like she's, she's gone into that kind of quiet, contemplative state. Okay. Um, I, Surma, I I apologize. I I know I just can't lie to you. We're going to find him though. We will find him. We'll bring him back. Uh, Windar. Yes. I think he's looking for Lilithus. Lilithus. Little. Oh, I thought he was looking for his kid, like, you know, Brimley and then. Well, Greno's son. a little bit taller than him. No, you're, you're right, you're right, but I just put it together as, like, son. You know yeah, I mean? but Greno has a little fist. <laughs> oh, Lilithus! <laughs> I think. What if. What if Greno is Lilithus? No, Let's come please back no. To this later. Please no. <laughs> but you were saying, just from nowhere, he pulls just down like a like a like one of those like things in a classroom, just a map of conspiracies. <laughs> the Charlie meme. Yeah, just just out of like a just out of like a pocket dimension. Writes <laughs> <laughs> down a note. Greno, question mark. It was already there. It was already there. I've been toying this. I've been toying with this one for a little while now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. But now this might be a little more valid. Okay. Well, if this wears a hat, Breno sometimes wears a hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sentima actually walks back in holding what you recognize as Brimley's long lost spell book. Oh, yep. He's going for Lilithus. Hmm. That's good. Wait, That's it's actually his spell book? Yeah, like the one that. The like, original, the, the original, one that was left in the original one. Like that Lilithus had. Like, yeah, like that's like third level spells in it, if that. That Lilithus tried to sell back to him for an exorbitant yes. yeah. price. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if. How do we find. If, if it is Lilithus that Brimley is looking for, one. Why? Two. How? Three. Where? Four? Why? <laughs> Five? Who? Okay. Windar, he's stuck in a cycle again. That's, that's okay. Where are we looking for Lilithus? He's in, he's in Stromos, yes? Uh, I, I don't know. The only time you ever found Lilithus in Stromals was down by the docks. Near the like water a, temple. like a bait and net and fishing supply store that when you went inside was Lilithus's shop. That's where I got my harpoon. Be- because yes. I'm an extra dimensional being now. Mm-hmm. Do I have ever seen Lilithus like on my... You've seen versions of Lilithus <laughs> at like the Council of Holiday Beings. There's um, the April Fool has a has a spitting resemblance to him, but he denies any connection here without. That's not how you use that phrase. He denies any connection between the two, but it is kind of like a weird, odd, calming presence in a sense of like, this mystery is more, more mysterious than I even thought it mysteried. Mm. <laughs> fair. Fair. Mm. Um, I, I don't think there's any way uh, I sent them a, is there, like, do you know if Brimley had notes on maybe how he found, or I, I'm, I'm assuming at this point he's either found him and in, in trouble or, uh, Sentima would know still searching. if Brimley was going to have notes, it would be in Brimley's office. Wait, yeah, he, didn't we, didn't, 
I don't think I was there because I think I was carrying you guys. But didn't you guys say when you were inside the portable hole? Or am I misremembering? What? Um, I'm think, I, like that one. Oh, the one time when we were when we were escaped, absolutely you, you yes you were inside the portable hole once and you heard Lilith's voice. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, maybe do we try that again? You want to stick your head inside of the portable hole and no, but it? we need to close it, right? Because wasn't it the, the, there was a door that we've never seen before because we've never been inside. Well, when it was closed, we just we heard his voice, but there's no we didn't see him. No, but I, uh, but I didn't. You guys tell me there was like yeah, it was crazy. There was this there was this guy made of worms, and you were like get in the hole, and I was like okay. Get in there, and then you guys were like, "Yeah, there was a, there was a, there was a door in there." And when we knocked, we heard Lilifis's voice. Or am I misremembering? Didn't we also end up in Lilifis's shop after coming out of the brig or the cargo hold of a boat? Yeah, <laughs> when, when we went back in time. Yep. There, there was a lot of stuff where we've experienced Lilifis, but I think it was more random than anything else. I don't think there's anything we could do to. Yeah, but we've never done the whole thing again. You should see the map I've got with yarn just connecting Lilifist. Yeah, but nuts. Wait. Oh. Oh. Uh, uh, his conspiracy gear is spinning. Um. Let's go to Stromel's and go to that bait and tackle shop. Can we check his notes first. Sure. I'm down to rifle through Brimley stuff. <laughs> I'm. I'm like. I'm like. I got my portable hole out. I'm just like. <laughs> Corrats ready. <laughs> Can. We can like, do a two-pronged Why don't we try this? <laughs> we can, how about we do it in the office? We'll close you in the portable hole while we search for things, and then you could tell us if you find the door. Okay, but don't leave Wait. me in there too long or else I might suffocate. No, 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 absolutely not. Five minutes at most. Okay. Junta, you can send, right? Uh, yeah. I can find stuff. Go with Korath. If you find something, send to me. What do you mean you I can don't find think, stuff? I, I, I think I'm the only one who can fit in the portable hole. Remember, like, we, we were trying to find a few things, and... I'm too big. Everyone kept yelling, Windar, look. And I said, why? And then I looked and found it, remember? The it's hole the is on the floor. The hole is on the floor at this point, and I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed it. No, no, in the office, Cora. Stop. I, I'm grabbing the sides, and I'm going to try and close it in on myself. No. Cora, please. But... I'm I'm already in the hole. All right, fine. Here, I close the I close the hole. I close the hole on myself. Right. So you're in the cylinder, and there is indeed a kind of circular Hobbit-esque door, just like in, like the, in the roof. In basically. the roof, basically of it. All right. So I'm gonna. Well, I'm I'm crouching because I'm too tall to stand. Because the hole is only six feet deep, so I'm like sitting almost. So I knock on the knock on the door. How do you think he's fitting in there? Uh, you knock on the door, and. After a moment, you say, oh, oh, no, no, thank you. We don't, we don't want any. Wait, I'm, I'm interested in your wares. Oh, then. Okay. I guess. All right. And he, you see the door open and Lilifus is just kind of standing above you. What are you doing in my basement? This is my hole. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Can I? Okay. <laughs> Crazy magic stuff. Can I come back in a minute? Because I have some friends that are really interested in what you sell. Oh, okay. Who are you? I'm Korath. Who are you? Oh, I'm Lilithis. What's up? 
That's what I thought you'd say. <laughs> and then I close the door on myself. And then I Okay, okay bye. I, I wait I wait in the hole for a minute. I say, hey well first of all, as soon as that happens, I say, hey, um, hey Sentinax. Sentinax? What is it? Sentinax. Sentinax. Sentinax? So I don't know. Say Cinemax? What is this, Gundam Wing? Yeah. I was like, like, Parthenax? Sentinax. Uh, Can you just count to like, I don't know, 300 and just let me know when you're done? And then I go, I start running upstairs. (laughs) Essentially just like, hey Siri, set a timer for about three minutes. So here's the thing. Technically, he can, but he won't. Got it. <laughs> so I'm just sitting in this hole now. <laughs> like, they're going to let me out sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I head upstairs. Okay. Just uh, just so uh, roll an intelligence check for me. Sure. <laughs> sitting in the dark. <laughs> intelligence? I have dark vision, though. This, this could be the way Korath goes. <laughs> What a legend. A 10. Right? A 10. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. You, uh, you're you walking through the, the tower. You're going towards Brimley's office. Uh, you you and Windar, you reach the door. Well, I don't know if Windar was going to search something or not. Oh, where were you going? Oh, I'm going to go search too. Okay. Uh, yep. I, yeah. okay Three of you plus Sanjima, you're at the door to Brimley's office. Okay. Is it open? Yeah. Sanjima, do you have the you know how to open this? Sentiment, you know that it will only respond to the touch of Brimley, mm-hmm. Sumra, mm-hmm. or yourself. All right, so he just kind of leans forward. And... But it would go against your programming. Oh. Shake my head. He's so obedient. Yeah. Window goes downstairs. Sumra, as, um, can you do us a small favor? What's up? We need to check Brimley's office, and I don't know if you can get in, but... Um, I, I can. I, I usually try to let him have sort of that... Understood. But that's why I haven't gone in there at all this time. Too much. Understood. But I, 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 now that I know that he's not with you, and she starts walking... Junta, oh my god, Gorat's still in there! <laughs> and I'm... Well, flash cut back to, back to inside the hole... I'm just like, four at a time. How does he, how does he do it? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of This Is Gonna Hurt. We'd just like to take a moment to thank our patrons for bringing this episode to you. So thank you to Austin, Frederick, JJ, Jordan, Justin, LA, Brenton, Michael, Necroscope7, Neil, and Scott. Thank you for all your support.